This is a Podcast 225 production. The issues. What's going on now? What's happening in the state? The people. Carl Dabity. We've got Michael Shingle, Taylor Moore, Jay Darden, Congressman Garrett Gray, Richard Condon. He is Ryan Clark, Sharon Weston Broom. The podcast. And we're going to talk about that. This is the Clay Young Show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Good to be back in the podcast 225 studio talking about the things that matter in and around Louisiana's capital city region across the state and certainly across the country. Got a good discussion for you today about an organization helping people in this specific community, much like organizations that help people in communities across the country. This group is doing great work with young people, and I can't wait to get into the details of that with you, with our guest this week, J.R. Crane. (laughs) J.R. is a buddy of mine from way back, and he is on the board of Empower 225, formerly HP Serve. So we'll get into that. Oh, man, I'm going to keep the politics or the discussion about politics in that last segment. Uh, as we sit here, the State of the Union address has already happened. And for my money, that was the best television I have seen in some while. Man, it had it had everything but gunplay. And if some of this rhetoric keeps up, I'm hoping that won't be a reality, you know? But we'll talk about that in the final segment. Thank you so much for being back with us again. For those of you who listen to the show regularly, we tell you every time to share it. If you see a post about it on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, get the word out about what we are doing. We are fastly approaching episode 200 of The Clay Young Show, and I'm pretty proud of that. At podcast225.com right now, as you know, The Waiting Room Podcast is back off hiatus, and the ladies are crushing it. They did a New Year's resolution show, now a show about Valentine's Day. That show is up right now as we speak. It's brand new, episode 28 of the Waiting Room Podcast. Of course, you have heard the We BR Podcast, Women Empowering Baton Rouge, which is a, an outreach or function of Mayor President Sharon Weston Broom's Women's Commission or Women's Advancement Commission. And they've got a pretty amazing guest on episode two of their show. That's up right now for you. It is very, I just, this lady is pretty amazing. I recommend it. And <laughs> episode one of the Generations podcast is off and running with rave reviews. Jeff and Kelly LaDuff tell a great story about Jeff's time in law enforcement and those Early days of being police chief. So proud of all of those shows. Still more to come here at podcast225.com. Enjoying bringing good content to you. Speaking of which, we'll take a quick break and come back and talk about an organization that is really changing the lives of young people across this community. Very excited to talk with J.R. Crane, and we will do that 
next. This is Dr. Mary Catherine Roderick, and I'm Katie Fetzer. We're the owners and co-founders of The Wellness Studio, a mental health practice with locations here in Baton Rouge and Covington. We are also your host for The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com. Our podcast is a journey into the world of mental health. On our show, we're going to discuss some of the various forms of mental health conditions. We're also going to shed light on the various ways our listeners can get a better understanding of how the mind works and why we do what we do. So subscribe today to get The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107.3 mobile app. Promote your business or organization on podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Back with J.R. Crane with Empower 225, formerly HP Serve a function of much of the community work done by Healing Place Church here in Baton Rouge. JR and I were neighbors for years and years and years, and then, you know, they moved out, and we've kept in touch with the work that he and the people at Healing Place have been doing. What's going on, brother? I don't know it, man. How have you been? I'm doing pretty good. Um, this This transition is recent, so let's begin at the beginning. Tell us why this happened. So HP Serve was an organization that a, a group of people um, in the community identified a need. Mm-hmm. Um, there's in Louisiana, there's more than 4,800 foster care children, and every year, the numbers say 280 of those foster care children age out of foster care. Yeah, which, and a lot of they they move out of foster care in, in challenging environments. They're not prepared for real life. And yeah. They, that leads them down a, a, a terrible path. So with a, a group of guys uh, got together and tried to uh, develop a program for them, yeah. and it has blossomed. So HP Serve was the original name of the organization, and as it's grown and we've become to offer more services to these students, yeah. we felt like a name change would better suit our mission. So this past January, we moved from HP Serve to Empower 225. So what, what are the kids getting when they go through the program or, or when, when you meet them and, and engage them? So we have four pillars, um, and we address four areas. One is housing, one is housing, two is education, three is life skills, and four is employment. So the first and most important thing is is housing. So um, without stable housing, you don't have the foundation to build a life of success. Yeah. So we've got several different areas that we can address with housing, whether it be an anchor house that we own. We we deal with federal grants and state grants. Mm-hmm. We have foster care and adoption program. We work with the, the DCFS. Yeah. Um, and then education. We are part of the way we measure ourselves is through advancement from grade to grade. Yeah. Um, increasing GPA, getting graduate degrees. Yeah. And then life skills is is a big piece of it that we find that, that students and children have not been prepared for. So yeah. uh, the life skills give them uh, training in areas like budgeting, conflict resolution, yeah. um, cooking, resumes. We've got an academy we do. And then the last is employment. So we want to move students and children from the risk of dependency to mm-hmm. self, self-sustainability. Uh, what, I mean, that's, Culturally speaking, and, and specifically to that point, I, I've done work and volunteered with you guys, and y'all are primarily in the inner city. 
you are touching children who have the biggest need for many of the things that you're talking about. When you encounter them, is there resistance? Sure. So this the whole program began in 70805 area, mm-hmm. which is a, a, a challenging area for our community. And the fortunately, we were fortunate enough to, to be able to entrench ourselves in that community. The old Winburn Baptist Church yeah. um, was donated to us as a site. Yeah. So the the one of the local churches in town, uh, Healing Place Church, runs a dream center out of that. Mm-hmm. We have a building in the back that that we are able to to house our after school program. So we're, we're entrenched in the community, mm-hmm. and the day where we sit today in 2019 is not where we were five years ago in the community. You know, okay. kids kids, especially in the foster care system, have been bounced around and moved around. Yep. And the one thing they don't have is stability. Mm-hmm. So you've got to earn trust and know yep. that you're going to be there. You're not yep. going anywhere. Um, and that's been something that that over time we've been able to build that trust. So we see it growing. We see the the the, the neighborhood accepting us mm-hmm. and knowing that that we're not going anywhere. I sat on the board of Youth Oasis for about two years, you know, some time back. And, you know, as a board member, you don't always engage with the kids unless there is a specified reason to be there because the environment, rightfully so, is very secure and they just don't let any and everybody come through there. But when we would engage with the kids, to your point, you can see that their ability to trust and engage was so damaged because of what they had been through. And we're talking about little people who are not even 15 years old. Correct. When when you encounter them and you know that you're going to have to build trust before you can get them to take full advantage of what you're offering, is there a certain methodology that y'all employ? There is. So there's two pieces of that, and, and you're spot on with it. So the last thing they need is somebody coming in and coming out. So right. So from a from a board standpoint, we have board members that are really involved that mm-hmm. are there on a regular basis, mm-hmm. and we have some board members that are that are helping with the outside pieces sure. of building the organization. Right. So we have staff that works in our after school program, and the the they're paid employees mm-hmm. of HP of, of Empower Two Two Five, and then we have people that have been with the organization from the beginning that yeah. are there on a regular basis. So to your point, we're cognizant of that, yeah. and we try to make sure that we don't jeopardize what's being built. Those young men sometimes can be so angry. And I mean, you're talking about, in some cases, a 16, 17 year old boy who's all bowed up, filled with testosterone, has rarely ever been hugged by another man or had another man tell him, hey, I love you. And so they've got all this stuff in them. And I think that when society is judging him, they forget that you've got this freight train that doesn't have a driver and they've been they've been so messed over in their lives, man. And I think we have to catch them. Well, you, I'm sure you agree with that. No question. It's a tough. It's a tough situation, and, and you can't blame them. But you can also acknowledge anybody that sees or, or understands or, or or really pays attention to that type of upbringing, how mm-hmm. that could be a problem yeah. later on down the road, yeah. and why the system is as it is, and why kids fall into for no fault of their own sure. into where they land. So that's part of why we feel like we identified a need to help do that. Now, clearly, there's it's a long road. It's yeah. not an overnight fix. Right. And you, you got a kid that's got 15 or 16 years worth of, of lack of trust and, yep. and no affection and yep. no... Yep. That would anger anybody. What do you think about... I see programs that come along and, and even things that involve public schools where in the disciplinary process, it isn't as much restorative as it is almost prison system like for the lack of a better word and that's a fine line and obviously people who do this every day can make 
could make the case for why sure. one one is effective, but I know that you guys take an, a restorative approach with these young people and try to salvage them as much as you can. Speak to that a little bit. So we believe that part of the tagline that we have for Empower 225 is equip, inspire, and elevate. So it's equip to succeed, mm-hmm. inspire to dream, and elevate to potential. Okay. So that is, rather than penalizing a, a student for or a child from not knowing any better, yeah. which is the, the penalty piece of that, and, sure. and it works, and there's yeah. some things that require that. Right. But the other side of that is that most of these students don't know the potential. They don't know the opportunity in yeah. front of them. They've yeah. never been told that they could be a, a judge. They don't even been, know the option exists. They know it exists. Yeah. So for us, it is taking that student that is at risk of homelessness or yeah. is at risk of dependency, yeah. helping them disarm them in a sense of showing them the love, showing mm-hmm. them that they're cared about, showing them that they have value, and being able to help as they grow and as they open up yeah. at their pace yep. to be able to inspire and to be able to educate and to be able to teach them those those skills that will help them when they get out. When you at, at what point do they get out? So we our program is from age 16 to 21. Okay. So at that point, once you're 21, the, the laws change a little bit to mm-hmm. what you can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a, a success measurement standpoint, our part of the goal that we have is to, to take the kid, like I said earlier, from, from being at risk of dependency mm-hmm. to self-sufficiency. So at some point, whether they're in the anchor house or they're in the DAP after school program or they're yeah. in college, at whatever point they become self-sufficient and get a, a livable wage job, they're free to go and do as they want. We don't we don't keep them there regardless. Sure. So I mean it's up to them, but for us we've got different measurements that that we determine how long we stay with them, but ultimately it's up to the it's up to the kid. I've uh, I've I was at something last year. I, I'm struggling to remember what it was and we had a chance to sit and talk after it was like a day of games and things that you you were doing with the kids there and the crowd of people there is is diverse, but most notably is that Kids who are in the inner city are engaging with people who don't look like them, and I think that helps their perspective. Uh, And I think also for people who may not live anywhere near these communities who can see that, they can talk about how, hey, there is value over there. There is more value over there than, 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 than the opposite. Kind of talk about that a little bit. So the luncheon you came to, periodically we have, that's at the Dream Center in North Baton Rouge. And we have uh, an after-school program, which is one of our programs that we offer, right. um, called the DAP, the Dream Acceleration Program. And students come there after school, and it's an after-school program for them to, to go through the Leadership Academy, where we have the, the checklist of things we discussed, mm-hmm. certification. Um, it's a place for them to have a safe place to go do homework after school. Yeah. It's a, a place to, to, you know, we offer every, the basic needs, food and, yeah. and clothing and, and what. It's really just a safe place for the kids to go. But right. we've got computers and, and tutors there for mm-hmm. people to, to help transition them through school and, and help on that point from education. So to your point, it's a great opportunity for them to, to mix with a diverse group of people, right. for them to be able to see professionals in the community. Right. Part of the, the Leadership Academy that we have, uh, one of the goals that we have, it, one of the programs that we have is uh, Empower Leadership Academy. Uh-huh. And what that is, is we teach students life skills. We teach them how basic things like how to tie a tie, yeah. you know, building a resume, yeah. you know, yep. things simple like, and not every student needs the same thing. Sure. Um, you have cooking classes. We'll have a, a chef come in and uh-huh. teach a class and they learn how to cook. Um, 
how to balance a checkbook, a finance yep. class. Yep. And, and a part of our goal with that is it gives them interaction with professionals in the community. Right. It gives the professionals in the community an opportunity to see that there's a worthwhile program taking place in North Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. hopefully to turn some of that perception that people have. Right. And then what we would like to have as, as a board is that when people in the community see somebody that has graduated or has a, cer- a certification from the Empower Leadership Academy, mm-hmm. that that carries some weight. Yeah, and and you know it's this is such <laughs> it's a long job. It's a complicated <laughs> it job, but it's worthwhile, man. No question. And I mean, I, it it gets me because now we sit from a distance. You know, we as a society and and criticize and never say, "Let me get in in there and try to fix it." And I think that has become so destructive to the kids the the adults are something different they're the victim <laughs> but the kids don't have a choice no doubt they didn't ask to come here they didn't ask to be in these environments so if you don't help them or give them a way out they become victims of this environment and no telling what that means i think most of us would agree and i certainly am i was blessed with a with a, with a household that was stable i was blessed with with family that worked and was raised in a certain environment mm-hmm. that not everybody is raised mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. and it would be incredibly difficult for me to look back with an you know with an open eye and say I was not given a benefit that somebody right. else was not. Right. So it would also be wrong for me not to offer that to somebody else, given yeah. the opportunity. So, you know, we're all called to serve in some way. Sure. The Bible says we're not supposed to be by ourselves, you know, right. as a community. So it's, it gives us an opportunity to to give back in that way. But at the end of the day, you see all the stuff on TV, to your point, about yeah. looking at from a 10,000 viewpoint mm-hmm. saying, well, they did this or they did that. Well, a lot right. of times they don't know any better. Don't know any better. How how do you engage with businesses when, when you get, you know, if someone wants wants to be involved because at the meeting we were at, you're talking to people about the possibility of having the kids maybe come into offices or people, you know, a, a mutual friend of ours has restaurants here in town and right. talking about that. What, what are you looking for from businesses? Well, a couple things. One, it gives the business a, a chance to give back yep. to, to help those communities, but also it, it, to your point of having a diverse experience for the students that are in the program is mm-hmm. we would like for them to open their eyes and see what's possible. Yeah. And for them, a lot of them have never been in a professional setting. They've right. never been in a business. Don't understand what it takes. And right. Don't, rea- don't, don't realize that it's a reality. Right. So it gives the students an opportunity to, to practice what they've learned. Mm-hmm. It gives the students an opportunity to see what's possible. Right. And it also gives the businesses a way to connect, connect to communities that they probably were not connected to prior. Right. And there are people out there, I believe, who will help and give back if you give them an avenue. So few people know what the avenue is. They want to help, but they don't know how to start. But once people get in, and I'm sure you've seen it, they become addicted to the the outcome that they get from these kids. There's nothing better than encountering a child who is without hope and they don't see themselves as being something special. And then within years, looking at this person who believes they can conquer the world, there's hardly anything better than that. We had that. We, it's funny you say that. We had that exact conversation this morning in a board meeting where one of our board members uh, has a pool company here in town. And he made the comment that one of the students three or four years ago came to work with him. And now the student has gotten out. He's graduated from high school. He's He's gone on to educate in college and mm-hmm. he, he's got a, a stable job i think he's making 40 grand a year mm-hmm. and, and that was a kid that we found that to your point when we met him he was angry 
he was in a in a difficult situation, and and to see that transformation, it's funny because the 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 member I'm talking about calls him periodically to check on him and see how he's doing, and he never he said he never answers the phone and gets his voicemail, but he, I know he's not running from me because he came by the office the other day that's to right, say, that's hey, right. so, kids working, kids yeah, working, he's not working, he's doing what he's supposed to, but and that's and that's he was laughing about it, he was saying that it's not about what we've done or what I did, yeah. the the win is seeing that young man turn into a a a great community partner right. I mean who knows right. what he's going to he may end up being on the board one day and, and turn it up how great would that be oh, that, that's that's the point of the whole deal we were together in Brookstown I believe in December you got a chance to come on one of our canvases where it's a group of people all all kinds of people from clergy to business to law enforcement and we walked through a community and, and met people and engaged people. And I have actually said to people who've asked me about it, I said, if you go one time, you're going to fall no in love with it. <laughs> because I, the- I can't tell you how much I appreciate you inviting me to that. That, that was an outstanding how outreach. How awesome was that? It, it's, it, I think it's powerful for the, for the children in yeah. that environment. I mean, yeah. it's, great for, it's great for community. The, the, that canvas is, is by design great for building community that's right but for me from being in the hp the, the empower 225 side of it for the student side of it i look at all those kids whose only interaction is in a negative situation that's right but when they have an, an interaction like that where they're coming out and high-fiving and playing football in the yard and giving drinks and right, candy right, and right, cupcakes right, and all right. that it's just a different perception that they have for law enforcement with that's you guys. exactly right and the same scenario kind of works with us with empower 225 as the students see businesses from a different light when right. they can come out and, and get exposed to some of that yeah they realize that that's not just a fairy tale they they read about or see on tv see one of the one of the times we do one of these canvases man you got to come out just br- bring the whole empower 225 group just bring them i mean because my thing is you know i think it was thomas jefferson said it's it's amazing what we can accomplish when we don't care who gets the credit <laughs> no doubt and, no and doubt. i think if we just go out and do it it's worth doing because you because most of the people who are interested in causing trouble when they see us coming they're gone yeah right, <laughs> right. i mean we've got about a million cops out there the with troublemakers us and are leaving they're the gone people are around and they're happy to see us there and and the the consistent comment you get more than anything is we're just so happy that people hadn't forgotten about us yep they're the ones caught in the middle. Right. They're caught in the middle of the of the good and the bad. Can't go anywhere else. They have because the capacity to get to someplace else may not be there. So they're stuck. Yep. So the attitude can't be, well, you're stuck, you're just gonna have to deal with it. That's not good Come enough. On, man. That's not good We're enough. We're better than that. No doubt about it. That's not good enough. How can people learn more about Empower 225? So we have a gala coming up um, on March 28th for anybody that would like to be involved. Um, it's called the Celebrating Youth Gala. Okay. We've got students that are in the program that will come give talks and videos. Yeah. And obviously, it's a fundraiser yeah. for, for the year. Um, it's at 630 at the Crown Plaza um, on Constitution Avenue. We have opportunities. We've got a website, empower225.com. You can go to the website. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram. You can look us up through social media. Um, and then there's opportunities and ways to get involved. If you want to learn more about the program, there's uh, links on there to check and and we'll link to everything on social as we're putting it out across all the platforms so people can find out and if there is a uh, a, a digital card or something for the gala sure. then then we'll put that up there as well and, and let people know I, I and I endorse what you're doing I encourage people to support it I I believe we appreciate and you and empower 225 and all the people there my man Johnny Green <laughs> so I hadn't seen Johnny in a few months but I, I just I love the work that y'all are doing and keep well, it up we bro. appreciate it we appreciate it very much thank you for having 
having us. Thank you for everything you do, Clay. You're a beacon in our community. Do um, what I can, Thank man. you for the invite to the last outreach, and I, I'm going to take you up on bringing I'm, the board to the next one. You better, and you, you better bring Aaron tape. out there, too. I, mean, I got that's right. <laughs> Bring Aaron out there, too. Tell her come out and see us there. I will. <laughs> I appreciate you very much, bud. Uh, I, bud. Podcasts have become a great way to get radio on demand. If you've wanted your own podcast, the time to call us is now. This year, Podcast 225 will be launching new shows and yours can be one of them. You won't have to build your own website and you'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment that will make your show sound amazing. If you'd like to know more, call 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Be a part of the on-demand audio movement today. Hi, this is Mayor Sharon Weston-Broom inviting you to listen to the We BR podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month. We invite you to listen to our podcast by visiting www.podcast225.com. That's www.podcast225.com and by subscribing through the Apple Podcast app. That's We Be Our Podcast. Executone of Louisiana has been helping businesses in Baton Rouge save money on their telecommunications for over 40 years. Executone will help businesses upgrade their phones, their intercom systems, save money, and never have to worry about local customer support. Doctors' offices, hospitals, schools, businesses, it doesn't matter. All kind have depended on the good people at Executone to upgrade technology and save money. I have a question for you. Do you like saving money? Sure, of course you do. Here's another one. Do you want to keep the most up-to-date phone and intercom technology while saving money. That's what it's all about. That's a no-brainer. Don't get sucked in by out-of-town companies who are not here if you need technical support. Executone has been here, and they believe in the value of customer service, baby. Don't take my word for it. Give them a call, 225-295-3500. That's 295-3500. Oh, look them up. ExecutoneLA.com. Executone of Louisiana. They still here, and they're going to continue to give you great service. Man, Maroon 5 played at halftime of the Super Bowl. It was an interesting halftime show. There was <laughs> there was no chance that there would be a, re- a repeat of the Janet Jackson moment there. It was, I guess as halftime shows go, it was without any, any threat of controversy. So that was good. The Super Bowl itself was, you know, pe- a lot of people are calling it boring, saying how awful it was. I actually kind of like ball games where the defense and the strategy of the teams kind of neutralize each other because what it does is it makes for a guaranteed excitement in the fourth quarter, and that's what we got in this game. I mean, neither offense could do very much, and then in the fourth quarter, the Patriots, with all that experience and all of that championship you know, shine on them, were able to pull it off and win their sixth Super Bowl in 18 years. Man, the commercials were very blah. I think the only commercial that entire evening that I enjoyed or that the guys over at the house, we were sitting and watching it, that, that we enjoyed it all was the NFL 100 commercial. It was, it was entertaining. Loved that. But no, there was nothing else really memorable that entire night. And for $5 million a pop, you would just think that there would be better creativity. You know? Saints fans boycotted the game. 
I mean, come on, guys. Really? Come on. Come on. Listen, most of you who know me, you know I'm a 49er fan. Love, I love the 49ers, okay? We have been bad <laughs> the last couple of years, but that doesn't matter. I'm a fan. It's diehard. And I've got people that I care about greatly who are Saints fans, and I, I enjoy when they're happy. And the only time I'm guaranteed to be rooting against the Saints is if they are playing the Niners. Having said all of that, I mean, how much longer are we going to cry about what happened in that championship game? I get it. That first week, okay. But now, man, it's like, okay, all right, got to move on now. Don't you think at some point? I know I made a bunch of you mad at me by saying that. But still, it's like, how long are you going to cry about that? And then we moved past the game on to Tuesday evening. And that was the State of the Union address. President Trump spoke for over an hour and talked about everything from immigration to abortion to business to prison reform. Uh, it, was, it was something. The fascinating thing about this State of the Union address is going into it. Everybody knew, everybody thought they knew what was going to play out, and that would be that Democrats wouldn't stand for very much, the president said. Republicans would stand for pretty much everything the president said. And it was not totally that case. Uh, the, the, the female Democrats, the ladies in Congress, many of them were dressed in white. I think all of them might have been dressed in. No, no, all of them were not. Most of them were dressed in white. And it was a show. It was a show. It was kind of ridiculous, too, to be honest with you. The whole um, contrived, I'm not going to clap, contrived, I am going to clap thing. And then what the heck was Nancy Pelosi doing? She looked like she was shuffling through steakhouse restaurant menus sitting behind the president, holding up those papers like that. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. The people out in the galley or sitting out in the, in, the, in the seats, you know, the camera pans to them every now and again. You're sitting on that dais knowing you're on the camera most of the time. Knock it off. Come on. Come on. You're not five years old. Knock it off. I'm not a fan of that kind of crap on either side. I'm just going to be honest with you. But I was, she, it just annoyed me. It's like, come on. You're working too hard. You, you're, you are working so hard so people can see that you are annoyed. We know you don't like him. I think we pretty much knew that going into the night. But this, uh, I was like, that, that was the one thing about the whole night that really, really annoyed me. Some of the behaviors and things, I mean, it's partisan. Washington is partisan now. So this stuff doesn't really surprise me that much. But I just really could do without the shuffling of the, of the papers and just, anyway. Thank you to J.R. Crane for being on this week's show. Uh, and we will keep you up to date with what's happening with Empower 225. And as we get closer to their gala, we'll get him back on to talk about that. You have all of his contact information. He gave it to you in the body of the show about how you can learn more about Empower Louisiana. Or excuse me, Empower Louisiana. Empower 225. There is an Empower Louisiana. Different, different kind of group. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being with us. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at ClayYoungBR. On the gram, Clay underscore Young BR, and on Facebook, just Clay Young. And hopefully, we won't have a third show in a row with me trying to shake this cold. What do you do? It's February, and it's 80 degrees outside, and I'm fighting a cold. But there are worse 
worse things. So, you know, there it is. Have a great one. Catch you next time here on podcast225.com and check out the other shows available for you. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.